16 Iyar, Tes Zayin Iyar, Tzadik, His Praise, 330. He said, I could turn you all into perfect tzaddikim on the highest of levels. But what would come of it? If so, God would be serving himself. In other words, it was his wish that we ourselves should labor at the task of serving God, using his power and guidance, not that he should simply hand it to us on a platter, as it were. He put the same point in other ways. Once, he said, I can instill such fear of heaven in a person that he would take leave of his senses and become totally nullified. One of his followers in particular pressed him again and again, begging him to give him awe of heaven. Editors note, it seems to me that this was Reb Shimon, his attendant. The Rebbe told him he certainly had the power to give him a most powerful sense of awe, but there would be no purpose in it, because he would simply become nullified and take leave of himself. Nevertheless, the man persisted with his request. After he left, he was suddenly overwhelmed with a tremendous sense of awe. He started crying out to God and making the weirdest sounds. He all but died. This carried on until the next day, when he came into the Rebbe, and the Rebbe asked him if he hadn't experienced a sense of awe. The man answered, I no longer want this. He begged the Rebbe to take it from him. The Rebbe did so, and the man returned to his normal self. On the same subject, the Rebbe said to someone, If I were to pass my hand over your eyes, you would see awesome wonders, but I have no wish for this. I want you to work at serving God until you yourself achieve something. In the same vein, he once said to me, If God himself desired that he himself should serve himself, he would have no need of you. Reb writes, In other words, the tzaddik can invoke God's will to help a person in his devotions, in spite of the person's having acted in a way that made him deserve to be rejected. The tzaddik can still arouse God's love and prompt him to draw such a person closer and help him serve God, but the tzaddik cannot ask God to do everything himself. The Rebbe also said to me, Without me you cannot accomplish anything, meaning I would not be able to serve God entirely by myself without his power and guidance. But, he continued, without you, I too can achieve absolutely nothing. Meaning, he could not help me as long as I made no efforts to avail myself of his help, because where I myself had to take the initiative, he himself could do nothing without me, even though ultimately everything was from him. His wisdom. 140. The The Rebbe's lesson on the verse, and they did not listen to Moses because of their constricted spirit and the cruel bondage, Exodus 6, 9, appears in Likutei Mohoran 2, 86. This lesson states that because of lack of faith, one must work harder in his devotions. When the Rebbe addressed this lesson to me, I was quite shocked. I always thought of myself as having faith and could not understand his implication. When I mentioned this to the Rebbe, he answered me with some impatience. You may have faith, but you have no faith in yourself. The Rebbe told me this, It is written, Who has despised the day of small things? Zechariah 4.10 The Talmud comments on this verse, Why are the tables of the tzaddikim despised in the world to come? Because of their own smallness. Sota 48b That is, because they do not believe in themselves. A fall. A. 16. By attaching oneself to the tzaddikim, a person ensures that he will not fall from his level. B. 1. 
A person falls while walking because his guardian angels have left him. 2 and 3. Whoever desires a non-Jewish woman clearly will suffer some downfall or some illness will befall his wife and children. Obscene language. A. 1. Whoever speaks obscenities clearly has been thinking sinful thoughts. 2. Obscene language leads to flattery. 3. Because of the sin of obscene language, suffering and harsh decrees are renewed, the young men of Israel die, God forbid, and orphans and widows cry out, but are not answered. 1. Lesson number 81. 1. Sometimes the tzaddik speaks with people about mundane matters, and this is of great benefit to them. The reason is that there are people who are extremely far from the Torah and from knowledge of God, to the point that it is impossible to bring them closer with words of Torah. Rather, they must be brought closer specifically through mundane conversation in which the tzaddik clothes and conceals the Torah teachings that he wishes to convey to them. Furthermore, at times this is also beneficial to the tzaddik himself in that he needs to clear his mind and to revive himself through this type of mundane conversation. Then, as a matter of course, great benefit also devolves upon the person who speaks about mundane matters with the tzaddik, and it revives the tzaddik too. Lesson number 82. 1. The concept of disgrace is associated with orla, the foreskin covering the male organ. As it is written, we cannot give our sister to a man who has an orla because it is a disgrace for us. Genesis 34.14 Now, the orla consists of three skins paralleling the three forces of spiritual impurity known as the raging storm wind, the great cloud, and the flashing fire. Ezekiel 1. When a person remains silent when another disgraces him, it repels these three impure forces, since he does not wish to quarrel with and to disgrace the other person. Beneath the foreskin, there is a fourth and very fine layer of skin which parallels the impure force of Noga, the interface between holiness and the three entirely evil forces of impurity. Noga parallels Chashmal, glow, that is, Chash, Mal. Since to remain silent, lachashot, in the face of one's own disgrace, is also the concept of circumcision, mila, whereby the three impure klipot are removed. It is also known that noga is sometimes included in holiness and at other times in the opposite, meaning the side of impurity. Correspondingly, the silence which a person demonstrates in the face of his own disgrace has these two aspects. Sometimes a person may re- refrain from answering back someone who disgraces him in order to cause his antagonist even more pain. Thus, through his silence, he actually disgraces his antagonist all the more. This silence, which corresponds to Noga, is then included in the side of impurity, the side of disgrace. But those who hear their own disgrace and do not answer, acting out of love, that is, they remain silent out of love since they do not wish to embarrass or to disgrace the other person, then their silence, which is noga, is included in the side of holiness. It is taught in the writings of the Ari of Blessed Memory that on Erev Shabbat the impure force of noga is included in the side of holiness, and then the three entirely impure forces also wish to ascend and to cling to holiness. But at that time, a flame of God descends and burns these impure forces so that they do not get a grasp onto holiness. See that lesson. Therefore, our sages of blessed memory said about those who remain silent out of love that they are described by the verse, 
Those who love him are as the sun coming out in its strength. Judges 5.31 Shabbat 88b In other words, they are like the flame of God, by which the noga is included in the side of holiness, as in the concept of chash mal, since this kind of silence represents a nullification of the orla and of disgrace, the master of prayer. This mighty warrior, who is your king, asked the master of prayer, what sort of power does he have? He replied to him, there was one land that did not want to surrender to him. The mighty warrior took his sword, and it has three powers. When he lifted it, all the enemy officers fled. He then described the three powers of the mighty warrior's sword as discussed earlier. When the master of prayer heard this, he realized that this was certainly the mighty warrior who had been with his king. The master of prayer asked if it would be possible for him to meet with the mighty warrior who was their king. They replied that they would have to speak to the mighty warrior and ask if he would grant an audience. When they asked, he granted the audience. When the master of prayer came to the mighty warrior, they immediately recognized each other. They were both very happy at being reunited. Their joy, however, was intermingled with tears. When they remembered the king and his men, they wept. Therefore, the two of them rejoiced and wept. The master of prayer and the mighty warrior then discussed how they had come to be where they were. Year one. Letter number 164. With God's help, Wednesday night, Vayishlach, 5595, Breslov. From afar I call in peace, from the moss on the wall to the towering cedar of Lebanon, the holy renowned Rav, whose name, may its light shine, is known throughout the Jewish people, the mighty pillar, the great hammer, the holy man of God. Holy is said of him. His fittest praise is silence. Rabbi Moshe Tzvi, may his light shine. I know it is not customary for the lowly to give initial greetings to the great, but for the sake of peace, whose enormous value our rabbis of blessed memory praised so highly, relating that God says, Let my name be erased in the water of the Sota for the sake of peace, Sukkah 53b, along with many other similar statements, I have decided to overstep the bounds of convention. I write this letter with great trepidation, for who knows if my words will enter his pure heart. For a covenant has been made for slander to be accepted, to the extent that our sages teach that even King David accepted slander. Shabbat 56a. But I must do my part no matter what. So I am sending these words in order to save my life and the lives of the good people who depend on me. You, my master, whose wisdom is like that of one of God's angels, which know all that takes place in the world, will understand that these words come from my heart in sincerity and truth. My mind is really too unclear to compose a letter fit to be sent to one of the generation's greatest men, because of the great controversy and suffering which attack me from all sides. Waters surround me, they threaten my life. But who could remain silent at a time such as this? I shudder to think of it, but from what we hear here about statements which his learned honor has made, it appears that he has lent support to the people who are nurturing this machloket. Most of them, as his wisdom knows in his heart, have attacked you as well, my exalted, honorable, and scholarly in the letters. Year 2. Letter number 397. I would now like to urge you to be sure to collect the pledges which our comrades made to me for the business, as recorded on the note that I gave you. Even though for a number of reasons I have not yet sent Rav Nachman there, I am preparing to do so any day. The expenses are high, as you can understand for yourself. 
but the value of the project is inestimable. Even for two pairs of large silver candlesticks, five or six loit of large pearls or the like, a person needs a large sum of money. How much more so is this true for us, who want to buy much more than this? You can understand the analogy for yourself, as I have explained enough for an intelligent person to comprehend. I am extremely busy, so it is impossible to write very much. If, in addition to this, you can get money from some people for my livelihood, so much the better. I really could use it right now, particularly since I need to engage in a large project such as this. My heart is full of conflicting thoughts about this. And the searcher of hearts knows how difficult and onerous this business is for me for a number of reasons. It is therefore appropriate that I at least be freed from worrying about my livelihood, and especially in the winter time, I have many expenses. Also, extend greetings to my friend Reb Moshe, the son of Reb Yosef, from here. Urge him to work for my benefit now, too, by sending me all that he can collect from our comrades, as he did last year. I need not go on about this, as I know that they will act swiftly on their own. One only encourages those who are eager to act of their own accord. You too should send me some money for my living expenses, and it will be credited to your total account. To my friend Reb Abba, I will write directly. Beyond this, I am relying on you to do everything in the best possible way, both for the business and for my livelihood. Also, send greetings with much love to my friend, your illustrious cousin, Reb Nachman, may his light shine, the grandson of our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory. I have already asked you and urged you to give him some really substantial help. God will reimburse you many times over. Write me a clear report about how he is doing. The words of your true eternal friend awaiting your quick response. Rabbi Chela, Chilfa Bar Agra, Chilfei Barbarei de Rabbi Avo, Chilfa Bar Idi, Rabbi Chalfu Bar Zavid, Abba Chalfa Karuya, Rabbi Chachina, Rabbi Chelbo, Rabbi Chelbo Mitaiba, Rabbi Chelbo Ben Chilfa Bar Samkai, Rabbi Chelbo Bar Hanan, Rabbi Chalafta, Chalafta Ben Agra, Rabbi Chalafta Ishkfar Hananya, Rabbi Chalafta Ben Rabbi Yosef Ben Chalafta, Rabbi Chalafta Demin Rafta, Rabbi Chalafta Demin Huna, Chalafta Kisaria, Chalafta Kiruya, Abba Chilkia Barbarei Dechoni Hamaagel, Rav Chilkia, Rabbi Chilkia Avuha De Rabbi Minyamin, Rabbi Chilkia Aviv Shal Rabbi Mani, Rav Chilkia Mehagrunya, Rav Chilkia Bered Rav Avia, Rav Chilkia Bartuvia, Chilkia Hadromi, Rav Chama Barbisna, Rav Chama Bar Oshia, Rabbi Chama Hakohin Aviv Shal Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina, Rav Chama Barbuzi, Rav Chama Bar Abba, Rav Chama Bered Rabba Baravua, Chama Bar Ada Shliach Zion, Rav Chama Bar Guria, Rav Chama Bartuvia, Rav Chama Bar Ukva, Rav Chama Avuad Rav Yosef Bar Chama, Rav Chama Barbarate de Chasa, Rav Chama Minerada, Rav Chama Bar Yosef, Rav Chama Bar Mari, Rabbi Chama Bar Papa, Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina Bar Papa, Rav Chama Bar Ashi, Rav Chama Bar Shakla, Rav Chama de Kfar Tchumin, Rav Chama Bar One, Prayer number 149. Two, Prologue. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am alone and poor. I pondered alone. I am like a bird alone on a roof. Master of the world, what shall I say? How shall I speak? Gazing to the right, I see that no one knows me. My refuge is gone. No one seeks my soul. I cried out to you, Hashem. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of life. 
Heed my cry, for I am truly impoverished. Rescue me from my pursuers, for they have overpowered me. Master of the world, you know secret things. You are the essence of truth. You desire truth. You are close to those who call you in truth. You alone know everything that I undergo every single day, including those people who oppose me every single day materially and spiritually to keep me away from the path of life. Hashem, how many are my adversaries? How many rise up against me? You know how many obstacles, hindrances, enticements, seductions, and confusions overwhelm me at every moment to keep me away from the way of truth, heaven forbid, from coming close to you and those who fear you and your true tzaddikim. I am so low, my sins are so many, my soul so distracted and my mind so confused that obstacles and hindrances from everyone in the world overwhelm me and provoke me at every moment. There are obstacles from my immediate and extended family and from other people. Because of a multitude of differences in outlook and disagreements regarding the point of ultimate truth. Now, Hashem, God of truth, help me, save me, and strengthen me to truly serve you. Help me draw close to those who fear you, your wholehearted ones who truly walk in your ways. May no one have any power whatsoever to keep me away from the way of truth, whoever it may be, whether close to me or not. The only person in the world. Strengthen my mind to believe in you always. May I view myself as though I am the only person in the world. As the verse states, Abraham was one. May I not heed or contemplate any obstacle, hindrance, mockery, scorn, or anything at all that might demoralize me. May no one be able to confound me so that I fail to recognize the way of truth and straightness, not even if that person is greater and more righteous than I am. Rather, may I act in the way of truth, as you have taught me since my youth through our holy true rabbis. May I always remind myself that I have no idea what is going on in anyone else's life. May I be wholehearted and walk on the way of truth on my level, as you taught me through your choicest true tzaddikim, who are the core of truth in all worlds. May I take no heed of any viewpoint that opposes their will, which is in fact your will. Even when I must meet people and speak with them, whether on spiritual or earthly topics, may they not distract my mind at all from the ultimate truth. May I truly realize the verse, Whom do I have in heaven? I have not desired anyone on the earth besides you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem, my Rock and my Redeemer. Be strong, 